parents, we often have gut feelings when something just isn't right. This can be especially true in co-parenting arrangements where one parent is struggling with addiction. If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, Soberlink can help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and your kids are able to maintain healthy relationships with both parents. To sign up and get $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com empowered. Welcome to the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Price. With my 30 years of divorce coaching experience, I fully prepare you for the critical decisions that will impact you for the rest of your life. Through this podcast, you'll gain valuable insights on all aspects of divorce, from the logistical and financial to the emotional and legal. With expert guests, practical advice, actionable tips, and inspiring conversations, we'll explore how to master your divorce and emerge stronger on the other side. You don't have to face this alone. Let's start this journey together and create a better future. So without further ado, let's get started with the show. beautiful. I'm so glad you're here today. So often we talk about the act of divorce itself as a matter of fact that it just happens. But if done correctly from the very beginning, you can change the face of something from hostile to something civil. One of the best pieces of advice I give to clients is to see me before they have the first conversation with their spouse. I'm looking forward to see what an attorney turned mediator, Lisa Koski, founder of Koski Law and Mediation has to say after all her years of experience dealing in divorce. Lisa helps you get through your divorce as stressless and pain-free as possible. She believes that communication, trust, and compromise can help, can help every, let me try that again. Lisa Koski helps you get through your divorce in as stressless and pain-free as possible. She believes that communication, trust, and compromise can help every situation amicably. When people have these things at their disposal, they can feel peace, calm, and empowerment, and just an overall sense that they have the least bit of control. Divorce mediation is a process that enables couples to work through their issues regardless of what's happened in the past. And Lisa's going to talk with me today about how to make the decision to divorce and what the most important steps are. Thank you so much for being my guest, Lisa. It's so good to have you. Beverly, thank you so much for having me. I love to talk about divorce mediation. It is my passion. And I'm so thankful for you and for what you're doing to help people because it is the first step to get your team together, to talk to someone like you so that you can plan ahead and do this a better way. It doesn't have to be like we've seen divorce in the past. 
you know? And right. so, um, I mean, I just love chatting about this. Oh yeah. Well, I've heard that only like two to 3% of divorces actually go to court, which is everybody's big fear and which always TV shows it's duking it out in court, but mediation's becoming much, much more popular. Is that your experience? Yeah. Um, and in fact, I, most divorces will work with the mediator in some way, shape, or form. The biggest part of my practice is when I have couples come together and I hold their hand through the whole divorce process. So I do Ooh, okay. do mediation. So yeah, I think that mediation touches every aspect of divorce, but the way I do it is different where people create their own divorce. Um, they kind of design it themselves together. Mm. Interesting. So do you then become a neutral for both the couples or how does that work if you're dealing with both? Yeah, you have to be very careful about that. And although I'm an attorney, I only do mediations now, so I don't represent okay. anyone. And so I let my clients know that I can't give you any advice. And sometimes we call in attorneys for advice but I can give them all the legal information that they want and need. And I can, you know, help them through the divorce paperwork so that they have something that's going to go through the court and, and meets the law. So it is, it is a little bit different because I am a neutral and I'm working with both parties together. Awesome. And do you practice nationwide? So I practice, um, my divorces are in Minnesota. Um, I do mediations in Wisconsin also, but it's mostly Minnesota. And I also have a Minnesota divorce paperwork course on my website where I try to do the same thing that I do in front of people in a course. What I can do nationwide is my parenting plan. And I also have a course for that. Parenting plans are so important. I mean, when you have kids, they are the number one concern when you're getting divorced and it's really important. So that is, that is something that I do nationwide. Absolutely. And particularly if there's any, if there are things like difference in parenting methodologies, any stress during the divorce, that parenting plan becomes so critical for the future, not only for the parents, but for the children in particular. I yeah. So and I agree. think, yeah, that is where my passion comes from. I mean, I love those kiddos and I want them to do well. <laughs> so if the parents can can work well together, and sometimes it's really hard and they kind of have to do it parallel, but if they can have a plan, whether you get along really well or are contentious, having a plan in place can really help. Absolutely, absolutely. Such guidance. So how do you think a couple knows that it's time to divorce? I mean, that is such a <laughs> deep loaded deep, question. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, it's a big question. And, um, I, I think it's probably when I do a podcast on this, I do have some podcasts on this on doing divorce different. It is one of my number one, you know, people want to know, how do I know it's time to divorce? And it's very personal. And I think, so I actually, I have some notes because I've had experts on my podcast sure. that have given me some really good feedback because it is a personal decision. And we can talk about having the confidence with that decision when we, when we go on. But I just want to say that I had a guest on her name was Dr. Duena Welch. And she talked about, she just had three fireproof reasons, abuse, addiction, adultery. 
always end it and only for those reasons. That was her kind of hard. In the and, mediation, you mean? Or, or the marriage? For ending the marriage. Yep. Okay. Abuse. Addiction. Addiction. Adultery. I mean, it was always really simple. Always. Yep. She said, always end it and only end it for those reasons. I, you know, I'm not sure. There's differing opinions. Yeah, because so don't some people decide to stay together after adultery in particular? Absolutely. And that's why I kind of like my next. I've had um, a marriage therapist, Brian Burns, on a lot. And he kind of walks us through something that I think is a little bit more realistic. And he talked about um, first looking at yourself. Are you willing to work on yourself? to grow yeah. and change and work on the marriage. That was his step number one. And then the second step was check in with your spouse because you need them to be willing to learn and grow and work on the marriage too. And then right. um, he said, if it's new to you, give yourself six months. Like give yourself some time to be with it. Now, a lot of my clients have been thinking about it for years. So six yes. months doesn't seem like a lot. But if it's new to you, give yourself some time, get a coach like Beverly, get a therapist, get someone that can help you so that you can um, start to think through this process. And then, you know, he just said, you kind of have to follow your gut. And when you know that you've done everything that you can, then right. just be comfortable with that, with that decision. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> so I really loved his advice. I also had um, a, a client of mine who was a guest on my show. And, you know, hers was purely gut. She was just such a sweet, sweet woman. And she just said she woke up one day and she sat and she thought about it. And she thought, I, they're just, they were missing this really good connection. They kind of were side by side friends, but she said, I, I couldn't imagine retiring with this person. And so she used her gut. She had to deal with a little bit of guilt because he didn't necessarily want it. And that can be hard, you know, as you know, um, yeah, divorce is hard, whether you're the one who wants it or you don't, there's things you need to work through. So she really talked about her gut. So that's what I, and I do have a freebie, Beverly, that I can send you that talks about okay. making that decision. Oh, beautiful. So I will we get that. We can definitely include that in the show notes for everybody. Yeah. Okay. So how do you think, let's say you've now come to the decision, you've weighed it, you've um, decided to move forward. How do you feel good about your decision? That to that, me yeah. is a real tricky one. Isn't that tricky? And that's where we need help from people like you. In fact, I have a coach that I work with often, not on you know a divorce issue, but it's kind of the confidence in decisions, um, no matter what they are. And right. she kind of taught me, she calls it the four C's of confidence. And, you know, give yourself a little break. It's going to take a little time. But she has taught me the first C is courage. To have the courage to look at what you're feeling. And I know that I used to run away from my feelings. I didn't want to feel them. And sometimes it's hard. Right. We feel good and bad feelings. But she said the first step to feeling confident is to have that courage 
to look. And then the next C is curiosity. So get curious about that feeling. Why, you know, I just want to say too, I have this feelings wheel and I have it as a resource <laughs> on my website because <laughs> sometimes you don't know what you're feeling, you know, and so I like right. to look at that. So name that feeling. Where is it in your body? What does it feel like? Really sit with that. And then the next C I said was to, to get curious, be curious about it and th- and look at what is the thought behind that? Because a lot of times those thoughts come from our, I call it the prodigy or the primitive brain or where you're kind of basing it on fear. And then you look at that thought and you go, is that really true? You know, Mm -hmm. is that serving me? I think our thoughts direct a lot of our feelings. And if we can really look at that, that's helpful. So then, so there's courage, there's curiosity. And then the next see to building that confidence is capability and that just comes from doing the first two steps you become capable right which leads to the fourth c which is consistency be consistent about doing this it's something that i've learned in my own life um you know to do just just in the living but it helps me through really difficult situations and it can help you with that decision to divorce and You know, Beverly, I don't know, but what I have found is that if I can sit down and write down why I made the the decision that I did, right? So I'm working through all this and I'm writing. I write it down. I, I need to do that because I find that that little primitive brain keeps popping up. It doesn't just go away because you worked on it. Right, right. So then it pops up again and then I can go, oh, this is why I made this decision. So write down why you decided to go through the divorce and then look back at that and it'll come to mind quicker when you write it down too, I think. So that's how I, I look at feeling good about it. And it's hard to feel good about something like divorce. But you can Absolutely. feel confident about your decision and know you made the right one. Many of us have been taught to spend all our time, money, and energy investing in husbands, children, community, church, family, and others, but not ourselves. Divorce is not the time to do this. I'm Beverly Price, the empowering divorce coach who guides you on your journey before, during, and after. The next steps you will take set the stage for your entire divorce and life afterwards. I help you prepare fully for what is to come, understand and navigate the process, come to terms with your emotions, avoid costly mistakes, and create an empowered life after. With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, strength, and confidence. Schedule a free consultation with me at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. Let's journey to the other side of divorce together. And now let's get back to the show. Yeah. One of the things I have my clients do is evaluate themselves, evaluate their husband and marriage, and that compare that to what their ideal partner is. And many times we find that when you compare your spouse to your ideal partner is that they're miles apart. I'm sure. And the next phase becomes... 
Am I the kind of person that that ideal partner would be attracted to and what work I need to do to get there? And so those are some things that kind of, I think, help clarify the decision and help somebody to move forward. Um, I love that. You just taught me something that will make me better. So come up with who's your ideal partner and then look at who they would be attracted to and become that person. Work on yourself. So not just be fixated on what you want, but be fixated on becoming the kind of person someone would want to be in a relationship with. And that is painful to look at. But if you do, you will be much more likely to attract that kind of person. Um, You know, and I love what you just said about it being painful because life is, it has painful moments, but that's what that's what gives you the real joy the you know what i mean so we have Mm -hmm. to feel it we don't need to buffer or run away from it but face it and then it's so you can kind of carry it with you and move along right i've never in my experience learned anything new when everything was hunky-dory it's always right. when I'm in pain that's the great motivator. Yes. So so to me, there's some pain that is good because it is a motivator for growth. Um, but yeah, I think doing that analysis in somewhat of an objective way, removed from the emotions of the situation, mm-hmm. can help bring clarity that can drive your decision one way or the other. And I think it's important for people to note that Neither one of us are pro-divorce, even right. though that's our business. We would love right. for everybody to work things out um, and not have to get divorced. But there is a huge percentage of the population that is getting divorced. And so I think it's really a great topic you're bringing to the table to be prepared. Right. And, and you know- to go about it the best way you can. I do want to say, Beverly, I'm a bit of an odd duck. I've been married 31 years, so I've been married a long time. I know. Never been divorced, not a child of divorce, so it's really interesting that I'm in this arena, and I think it's made my marriage stronger to work in this this area, Um, but sometimes when I do a mediation, people stay together. Because they grow and they learn and they go, well, now that that's fixed, we kind of want to stay together. So, um, you know, I always do at my consultations and some people get a little uncomfortable with it. I ask them, are you absolutely sure? Have you taken these steps? Because I don't take it lightly. At the same time, I want to do it a better way if you're going to do it. I don't want you to have to go through it again. So let's learn some communication skills so that we can work through this and and do it a better way. And I think you make an awesome point there about not doing it again. And in my history, I have multiple divorces, so I didn't learn. I didn't stop to take the time to learn about me and about why I was attracted to the person that I did. And I experienced repeated domestic violence through those marriages. And it was only when I got in intense pain that I was really willing to do the work to find out that I wasn't necessarily attracted to them. 
I was attracted to their attention and I was attracted to the person I thought they could be and their potential rather than the person that they were. And that was a huge realization for me that caused me to have to do a tremendous amount of work on myself. That is such good information. And Beverly, I think that I'm going to let all, I know I will let my clients know as they move forward even to start thinking about who is their ideal spouse. So they're mm -hmm. not back in, I mean, sadly you were in an abusive. So God bless you for, you know, <laughs> finding a career that's helping people who are going through what you went through. I love, I love mm -hmm. that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So let's say that you've now come to the decision and you decided you want to move forward with the divorce. What are the most important first steps kind of in your eyes to what I would almost call maximize the divorce process or bring it to be as civil and amicable as possible? So I think one of the first things that you can do is hire a coach and people think, oh, I don't want to spend the money. You're going to save money by having a coach involved. Right. I even have some people who kind of write, um, well, they, and they can each do it, but what their goal, what's the goal of this divorce and keep that in their focus, you know, to do this in a better way, to not fight for it to be fair. So there's planning that, that goes into that. Get your head right. You know, um, look at your options. How do you want to go about the divorce? There's collaborative law, which I love where you each have attorneys who can advise you, but you agree you're not going to fight it out in court. There's divorce mediators like me, where you work together to design your own divorce or the old fashioned way where you each hire attorneys and, you know, and go for it. And sometimes that's necessary. I mean, there are cases right. when there is abuse and, you know, you need someone to represent you through it and that's the route you're going to need to take. Um, but I think that is the first step to get your get things aligned. And then um, one thing um, for for my clients that is important is that they understand their finances. Start Ooh, looking yes. at what's coming in the mail, where your money is. Be aware. And a lot of times there's one spouse who's less aware because we all take our little jobs, yes. right? You're in a marriage. You do this. I do this. Make sure you get yourself comfortable with your finances so you know. And then look at your budget. Oh, my clients hate doing the budget, but we need oh, it. Oh, I know. I know. We need it, and we need to look at what is the budget going to be in the future. Because you can't come and negotiate if you have no idea what you need. So I think those yeah. are really important. And nowadays, too... Um, another thing that I have people do even before we mediate is to look at their options with their homes. Um, you know, so many times people want to keep the home for the kids or whatever reason, but refinancing right. might not be an option anymore with the higher exactly. interest rates. So I do have, um, I have a uh, little ebook. I can connect you to that too, that I did with a loan specialist. But there's people who are a free resource that can help you know what your options are with your home. That is so important. And so much of what's going on can be all scrambled due to emotions. 
Yes. If you let your emotions hijack you, you're making decisions on from from an emotional perspective rather than a long-term business you know, perspective. And right. it can really go with you the rest of your life. I was with a client. We were talking just about that, about the house. And she said, I want to keep the house. Well, to keep the house, not only did she have to refinance, but she had to buy him out for his half. Right. And I said, do you have $450,000 to buy him out? And she goes, no. So that, um, that led her down a different path to kind of get there but and that's so that's true so and it's important it's so important and to even look at you know so many parents think they want to keep the home for their children however yes. if you're stressed out and you can't afford it that's not helping your children you know having a home that you can afford so that you can take care of yourself and you know give them the life that that you want to give them that's probably more important than staying in that home that's going to have you working all the time or feeling all the stress. So um, I was kind of giving you the first things um, through the divorce, and it was the finances and the house. And when you have children, they're the most important thing. And that's where we start in my mediations. And that's where that parenting plan course is amazing because it's very in-depth. And it goes over lots of things that you might not even think of, like how are you going to introduce a significant other into the marriage? Mm -hmm. But I find that when my clients have that plan in place, it gives them a little peace and then we can move on. When my clients know where they are financially, even though it's hard to get there and it's scary to look at, they have a little bit of peace and that takes the emotions out just down a bit and we can get to the work. Absolutely. And I stress to all my clients that a core divorce team of a divorce coach, yes. a divorce financial analyst and your mediator or attorney are the core to get you through. And just like you said, some people think that's spending extra money, but in the long term, it's saving you a great deal of money. A Truly great deal. Is. But I think that specific divorce financial analysts can help you work through all of the finances, look at potential settlements, look at budgets, and really put you peace of mind. I was amazed yes. recently that I had a client whose attorney had asked her, was she ready to go into negotiation for mediation? And she had absolutely no records of the finances. And they were already asking her what she wanted. And I said to her, how can you know what you want and what you'll give up if you don't know what you have? Right. So it's so, so critical to know it where is. you stand. So critical. Amen. I am in total agreement with you there. So um, how do we, once we've got that decision, once we've talked to our spouse, how do you suggest that that we go ahead and share the decision with our family and friends. Is there something, a better way to do that than others? Well, absolutely. Thank you for asking me that, Beverly, because that <laughs> is something that I also feel strongly about. And in fact, did a podcast episode on it because I had clients asking me. You know, there are clients that care about their children, they care about each other, and they care about the other family members, their in-laws. And how am I going to, you know, let them know about this divorce? They're, you know, because 
they're going to feel sad about not seeing me. And what I learned is to be a united front. Come at it together. And in fact, it's so interesting. I had something written down uh, that Brian Burns, this is something that you're, that people can, can borrow when they're talking to family members. And you could do it in an email if you want it. But he said, you can say something like, nothing we are going to say is more important than the love and care that we have for you for our family, for each other. Even though it's bad news, nothing that we say is going to get in the way of our relationships. And they talk about going on Beautiful. to, yeah, let them know, um, please don't talk poorly about either one of us to our children, you know. And this couple that I, I helped through this really did a good job. They had everything planned out before they told everyone and it was so smooth and it made people realize they're not getting divorced like how we used Kramer versus Kramer not how we used to see it they're doing this different and they've got it planned out and they're both there for their kids and I know that's always scary too how are you going to tell your kids that's a whole nother subject right. but yeah that's another episode yeah. yes um that's so true I've even seen a client and her spouse send a joint email yeah. to people coming from both of them yes. saying, we have made this decision. And that totally changes the positioning of your divorce outward. I, yes, just, I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Yes, it does. So I always like to ask my guest for three actionable tips that you can give to help on the divorce journey. What would you suggest? Okay, so some of them are things that I've already said, right? But okay. um, for one, get that divorce coach in place. Get your team in place. One thing that I haven't talked about that is so very important is to take care of yourself. Oh, We're not really goodness. very good at that. I don't think, I know I'm not. But here's the deal. If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't be there for anyone else including your children and it's hard because you're going through a lot so we talked about hiring a coach hiring a therapist but take care of yourself have empathy for yourself love yourself and however you feel just give yourself a hug pretend you're your best friend and what she would say to you and say it's yes. okay that you feel that way of course you feel that way so i've i've learned that through my own life um, and then I think thirdly, it's something that I've already said, but knowing your finances um, is so important when you start this process because it does give you freedom. You are now going to be able to make decisions. You have the opportunity to spend your money how you want. You need to know how much you have to spend. Yes, absolutely. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being with me today. I've just learned so much and thoroughly enjoyed the conversation and i know that my listeners are going to want to know more how can they find you they can find me at lisakoski.com it's l-e-s-a you can find me at koski law and mediation um, i'm on instagram facebook linkedin i've done a couple tiktoks but i'm not all over that <laughs> not all over that yet <laughs> And then, of course, my podcast, which you're going to be a guest on, called Doing Divorce Different. And, yeah, I'd love to Beautiful. 
have people reach out to me um, in any of those places. That's beautiful. And to our audience, thank you so much for being with Lisa and me on this episode of Her Empowered Divorce. All of Lisa's information will be available in the show notes, and you can find them at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com on the podcast page or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also watch the video version on our YouTube channel, Her Empowered Divorce. Please share our story with your friends so we can reach out and help as many women as possible. And join me for our next episode where I'll be diving deeper into what other expert professionals can share to help you on your separation and divorce journey. Thank you for joining me today and remember, stay empowered. listening to the Her Empowered Divorce podcast. Be sure to check out my other episodes of this podcast at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com on the podcast page or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe and leave us a review. This will help me reach out to help more women so they don't feel so alone and share this with your friends. With the right support and guidance, you can move through the process with knowledge, skills, and confidence and on to a time of growth and empowerment. If you're interested in learning more, schedule a free consultation with me at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. I appreciate your support. Until next time, take care and stay empowered.